Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And it is Wednesday, December 30th. Thursday, December 30th, rather. <laughs> Got to get my day straight. Thursday, December 30th, uh, 2021. I'm your host, John June. And of course, I'm accompanied by my good friend, Greg Penniman. Greg, how you doing today, man? Doing all right. Doing well. You know, uh, about to be New Year's. So, uh, New Year's Eve soon, about to go into this new year. Uh, hopefully, can bring these people these fantasy championships. Uh, most mostly fantasy championship week for majority of people. Uh, probably that small five percent that's playing, and maybe in a two week final or got a semi final this week. But regardless, uh, we got the the good matchups and the good information here. Absolutely, and uh, because of the New Year's coming up, we have the schedule uh, changing a little bit where we are covering. All of the 16 games for week 17 right here. We're also going to get our streams of the week. Also going to get those starts of the week. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. New year, same show. Starting with our, our streams of the week, Greg, who is your quarterback stream of the week for week 17? I'm going to go with Tua Tagovailoa, 41% roster, going against Tennessee. Just, you know, struggled the last, not, not struggled the last two weeks, but, you know, didn't really do uh, his best performances. You know, the matchups uh, were kind of easy as well as also um, yeah, they both still got the win. They were able to use their, their running game and other factors to, to win those games. But I think this game is going to have to use his offense his, uh, and his skills uh, to get a dub in Tennessee uh, and against a formidable opponent. Yeah, definitely like that one. Uh, that was one that we had talked about. You know, Tua, I mean, the matchup might not look as great on paper uh, when you look at these last few weeks, but Tennessee, they've been giving up the quarterbacks, and Tua is just, you know, he's been on one this season. Um, he, You know, he's just actually, like, you know, really been playing the quarterback position at a high level, and him and Jalen Waddle have been cooking, so definitely like that one. Uh, my quarterback stream of the week, now this is pending some some news, you know, we got to get confirmation whether uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing or not, but Trey Lance, he's rostered in just 19% of Yahoo leagues. Um, you guess he'll go up against Houston. This one, I mean, again, he, if he's going to run, uh, I assume that he's going to run. He's going to use his legs. San Fran also needs to keep winning and keep their playoff hopes alive. So I don't think Kyle holds anything back uh, in what we would imagine would be Lance's second start of the year. Yeah, uh, I'm really want to definitely keep him out of that news but if Jay Lance to go I think he's gonna have a, a nice showing in this matchup you know late, late in the season kind of get some momentum for maybe next year definitely next year. definitely uh Greg your tight end stream of the week man what do you got I'm gonna go with Joe Everett uh 48% roster going against Detroit uh, just a solid matchup here. One is Detroit, and you know anyone can cook against them. Uh, but the last two weeks, you know, playing a high snap share, over 84%, uh, had two touchdowns in the last three games. He's got some momentum here, uh, trending up in targets as well. So uh, he's being a reliable force for Jared Everett stepping up. Uh, you know, guys are not really stepping up like BK, and, you know, that's a pretty. <laughs> hey, man, I, I was planning to talk about Gerald Everett a little bit later, but, you know, definitely like that one. 
right there. My tight end stream of the week is actually going to be Foster Moreau, 20% rostered in Yahoo leagues going up against Indianapolis. Uh, and over the last three weeks, Foster Moreau, he's seen an 18% target share. He's been capitalizing after weeks of not capitalizing in the absence of Darren Waller. Uh, and, and, and now he gets an Indianapolis defense who's allowed the seventh most fantasy points to opposing tight end. So I definitely like this matchup here. Uh, Greg, your defensive stream of the week. Oh, man, it's, it's a layup. It's Chicago's defense going against the Giants. They were like under 10% going into the week, around 20%. They're up 24% in the last day, up to 40% now. Uh, one, it's just it's really more about who their opponent is. The Giants have just been abysmal offensively. Uh, whoever they're starting at quarterback and, you know, the Chicago Bears are able to get sacks. I mean, this team is a team that really gets sacked. Robert Quinn, one of the leaders in sacks. So I think he gets at least a couple in this game. He's going to eat. Definitely like that one. Um, I'm going with Seattle, who at the time that I picked them, they were 47% rostered. Uh, they get to go. They, I mean, this one's pretty easy. They get to play against Detroit <laughs> at home in bad weather versus a backup quarterback as touchdown favorites. This doesn't get much easier than that. So um, that's pretty much what it is. Let's jump into these games, man. And no Thursday night football. All of these games are on Sunday, uh, with the exception of Monday night football. So um, 1 p.m., 4 p.m. We'll cover all of them right now, uh, starting with the 8-7 and seven Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Indianapolis to take on the 9-6 and six Indianapolis Colts. This game has a 44.5-point total, and the Indianapolis Colts are 6.5-point favorites. Now, in terms of, you know, all the COVID news, um, because of the change, you know, the CDC guidelines that, you know, have, have pretty much uh, inspired the changes in, in some of these rules for how long, you know, players can sit out after a positive test, uh, some of these guys that ended up on the COVID list all, will, could be activated ahead of Sunday um, you know, including for Indianapolis, Darius Leonard, who was activated this morning, uh, and Carson Wentz, who can still be activated prior to Sunday's game. Uh, and then on the Raiders side, there's a bunch of guys on the COVID-19 list, including the linebackers corps. So, again, uh, I will mention it, uh, especially for the higher, more higher profile players. Um, but you have to be mindful of the news as it can change between today and Sunday. So, um, Greg, who do you have in this matchup? Uh, what sides are you taking and, 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 and all that stuff? I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take Vegas to cover, uh, but I'm going to take the Colts to win. Um, big ups to the Raiders for being able to stay over 500 with all the things they've been going through this year it's crazy how they're still eight and seven uh but on the Raiders side um Derek Carr you know mid-year mid uh tier two week Q, uh, QB2 uh he's still one of the leaders in yards uh this year so that does provide points in fantasy uh Josh Jacobs um he's a solid RB2 I think uh you know low on RB2 with the matchup and as far as receiver Hunter Ruffles also got a tough matchup in that slot so I think he's gonna get buffed down to like low end wide receiver too but he's just been eating as far as ppr leagues he's gonna he's has the safest floor in the league along with like Jalen waddle uh and then Foster moreau a tight end that you can stream um definitely uh because he's been stepping up the last couple of weeks on the cold side again it's you know continuing to look at jt and really uh jt only as far as uh the running game and as far as what he's going to be as a top three option top two uh, and Michael Pittman, he's definitely back involved in a solid matchup. I think he's got some high wide receiver two value in this one. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the over here. I'm going to take Vegas to cover. I'm going to take Indianapolis to win. Uh, on the Indianapolis side, you know, JT, top five option at the position for me this week. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., definitely a wide receiver, too, for me. Um, on the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs, I think he's top 12 running back play. Uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, definitely a wide receiver, too, with upside for more. Uh, Foster Moreau, I think, is a top 10 tight end option this week. Yeah, those are definitely the guys you got to look at. And if Carson Wentz goes, I think he's definitely in play. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's move on to the next game here. We got the 4-11 and New York Giants traveling to Chicago to take on the 5-10 and Chicago Bears. This game has a 37.5 point total where the Bears are six-point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries on the Bears side, Justin Fields, he's limited participant with an ankle injury. Andy Dolan, he was upgraded to a full participant with that groin injury that kept him out last week. On the Giants' side, wouldn't you know, Greg, it's, <laughs> he made it to the injury report. He found his way here. Kadarius <laughs> Tony was a DMP on Wednesday with a shoulder injury. So um seems like he's, uh you know, on track to possibly miss this game here. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he was DMP on Wednesday with an ankle. So let's see what those the status is for those guys. Uh, later today and, and you know into the weekend uh, but for me I'm going to go with the under here I'm going to take Chicago to cover I'm going to take Chicago to win um, if Justin Fields can go I, I obviously really like him uh, just because of that rushing upside but I think you know given the the few teams that should be playing this week um, outside of maybe you know super flex leagues that you don't have to necessarily go to him uh, Dave Montgomery he's a top five option this week uh, Cole Komet, borderline tight end one again, but given the, the you know the the nature of who you might be playing or how many people you might be playing, I mean, you know, do you really need to bother playing Cole Komet, who I have as the tight end thirteen? Probably not. Uh, I'm officially on team play Devontae Booker uh, over Saquon Barkley uh, <laughs> this week, but I don't I don't feel great about playing either one if we're being honest. Uh, probably just going to stay away from. The, the entire Giants office. But if, if Saquon doesn't go, then Booker kind of is locked into a, an RB2 role right there. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Bears to cover and the Bears to win. It's the, the worst situation for the Giants. Like, do they lose? Do they win? Because, you know, they have the Bears pick as well. So, like, uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, but you mentioned on the Giants side, it's really no one I want to touch here. Uh, it's kind of my, you know, have been feeling about them about the last couple weeks. And then on the Bears side, David Montgomery, uh, I think he's definitely an RB1 in this matchup. Um, and as far as the receivers, Darnell Mooney uh, has been a solid wide receiver. I think wide receiver three, wide receiver two category, Cole Komet, uh, definitely streamable. Can't get you some tight end one upside. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think the Giants have much say in the matter of of how <laughs> of this pick getting any better. <laughs> true. That's true. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, from one bad New York team to another, we've got the 11 and 4 Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to MetLife to take on the 4 and 11 New York Jets. This game has a 45 and a half point total, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, there's some going to be some rain in this game expected uh, as of as of the forecast now, but obviously things can change as we get closer to Sunday. Uh, on the Jets side, in terms of injuries, Jameson Crowder was a DMP with a calf. Elijah Moore, uh, who's been dealing with a quad and COVID, uh, he should be activated off COVID-19 soon, uh, but still working through the quad injury. Uh, Connor McGovern, 
Uh, he, the center for the Jets, he was added to injured reserve with an with an MCL injury. Trayvon Wesco, their tight end fullback hybrid, is was added to injured reserve with a knee injury. Tyler Croft, Bryce Hall, Jared Davis are all added to the COVID-19 list. On the Tampa side, um, Antonio Brown continuing to deal with that ankle, getting treatment there. Uh, Shaq Barrett, he's going to miss uh, at least this game. Um, definitely, um, you know, potentially some time here as he sprained his ACL and MCL. Not not torn, but sprained. So um, we'll definitely miss this game. Uh, and then Mike Evans, who was dealing with a hamstring injury, was added to the COVID list. So, um, but they do get uh, Brashad Perriman back. So, Greg, where are you at with this game here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tampa to cover, Tampa to win. Um, It should be kind of ugly here. I think on Tampa's side, Tom Brady should uh, destroy. He should do what he has to do offensively, uh, getting to his receivers. A.B., I think, is just managing his injury. Uh, He should be able to go. And A.B. should get 10-plus targets in this game easy. Um, as far as the, the running game, uh, Ronald Jones definitely got a high potential in this one, I think, high upside. And then also Keyshawn Vaughn, I think if it's going to be a blowout, he definitely has some value late in the game uh, or to make an explosive play. Uh, and as far as Gronk, he's been struggling the last couple of weeks, but they, they're going to need to get him going, especially before the playoffs. So I think he bounces back here uh, and gets in the end zone. As far as the Jets, Michael Carter is really the only one I'm looking at, and he's as to provide a RB2 top 15 performance. Uh, even in the sub situation, they probably want to use his receiving skills a little bit. And as far as the receivers, uh, Braxton Barrios is the only one, especially if you're in return, return yardage league as well. Yeah, so I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover, Tampa Bay to win. Uh, on the Jets side, you know, Zach Wilson, he's a desperation play at quarterback at best. Uh, you know, he's intriguing only because he's been using his legs more. Uh, even before last week, he had been running a lot more, uh, you know, four touchdowns in his last five games. Um, and, uh, you know, basically what I'm just trying to say is he's been using his legs. So, uh, put that up, use that information for what you will. Braxton Berrios makes a ton of sense uh, for those who need wide receiver help, especially if Elijah Moore can't go uh, and Crowder sits out again. Um, he's been he's seen 17 targets over the last three games. He's scored two touchdowns in, in the last three games. Um, he, you know, he's he's definitely um, going to be the number one target here. And then Michael Carter, you know, again, should see a ton of targets. I, I agree with you in the past game. Uh, with all these bodies missing on offense, I think he he could still sneak his way into an RB2 finish uh, because of what he could do in the passing game. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side, you know, Antonio Brown is a, a top two option for me at yeah. wide receiver. Um, Tom Brady playing the Jets, which usually means good things for him. Uh, so he's a top 10 option for me this week. Ronald Jones uh, feels like poetic justice. He's an RB1 here <laughs> this week in a great matchup. Uh, always, anytime I get to play Ronald Jones in fantasy, it feels good. So uh, Gronk is a, a tight end one option for sure. Thanks. Moving on to another New York team here as the 7-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons Perfect. travel to Buffalo to take on the 9-6 and six Buffalo Bills. This game has a 44.5 point total where the Buffalo Bills are 14.5 point favorites in terms of whether there's actually uh, a chance that there's 
a 60% chance of rain in this game as of now. Uh, on the Atlanta side, a bunch of guys on the COVID list. Um, Buffalo getting, you know, Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis back from the COVID list. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover because 14 and a half just seems – Atlanta's been playing, you know, some good ball. Uh, 14 and a half seems like a lot of points. So Atlanta cover that. Buffalo to win this game here. Um, on the Atlanta side, Russell Gage – Top 12 wide receiver for me, Kyle Pitts, a top six tight end option. Uh, Matt Ryan, high-end uh, QB2. Uh, Mike Davis is a high-end RB3. Uh, I'm going to go Cordero Patterson being a low-end RB3 there. I think, uh, you know, it's looking more and more like he's not making it into my lineups. Like Braxton Berrios or Cordero Patterson is a legitimate question for me right now at this point, just because the amount of volume that they might get. I mean, it's a serious question. Um, Josh Allen. High-end QB1 in this matchup. Uh, should take it home for those counting on him this week. Uh, Stefan Diggs might get, you know, A.J. Terrell treatment, but that shouldn't really matter all that much. Uh, Devin Singletary should also uh, help, you know, take it home for those folks, that, for folks this week as well. And then Dawson Knox, tight end one option for sure. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I know Atlanta's been playing well, but, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, with Cardell being injured, and just like, I don't know, not looking right. I think Buffalo covers and Buffalo wins. They're home too, so I think they get it done. Uh, on the Atlanta side, Matt Ryan, I think, can put up some some uh, points here. He's in that mid-tier QB2 territory as well. Uh, as far as the, you know, his passing options, uh, Kyle Pitts, he's a tight end one for me. Uh, and Cordell Patterson, yeah, I mean, those conversations definitely have to be had, especially uh, if you're looking at volume. Um, but Russell Gage is definitely the main pass catcher other than Kyle Pitts, uh, giving you some wide receiver two value. Uh, on Buffalo side, Josh Allen, top five option. Um, Devin Singletary been, you know, heating up the last couple of weeks. So definitely his stock is rising. Um, I like to play him. And Stefan Diggs, he's yeah going to be with AJ Terrell. So Isaiah McKenzie, uh, those guys. Uh, Cole Beasley is probably going to be reactivated. Uh, so I think he's back in play. And Dawson Knox as well is a high tight end one option. How about uh, I didn't I didn't mention him either. What about Gabe Davis? Any interest in playing him this week? He, no, With him being was... reactivated, yeah, I think the ranking honestly, with all those guys activated, is kind of digs. But he, you know, he's got the matchup. So uh, second receiver, I think Gabe Davis is able to expose. He he should be in play. I mean, that usually in a you know going up against Atlanta, it's that that corner opposite AJ Terrell. I think yeah. it's Fabian Moreau that usually gets, you know, gets, gets cooked. Eaten so. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And Gabe Davis was killing. I mean, he was a guy that yeah. we probably would have been playing last, last week, yep. you know, uh, had he not ended up on the COVID list. So yeah, uh, definitely an interesting conversation to have. Um, all right. Moving on to the next matchup, man. We got the eight and seven Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Washington and take on a six and nine Washington football team. This game has a 46 point total. The Philadelphia Eagles are three and a half point favorites. In terms of the, you know, the weather here, again, some some rain expected on the Northeast. Uh, Jalen Hurts is limited well, with an ankle injury. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell also dealing with an ankle injury that made him limited. Jordan Howard was a DMP with a stinger. Uh, Miles Sanders was out with a hand injury. Uh, on the Washington side, Antonio Gibson, he was limited with a hip injury. Curtis Samuel, he's been limited with a hamstring Greg, what say you? Taking the over, taking the Eagles to cover, taking the Eagles to win. Uh, this is a game set up for 
Jalen Hurts in this offense to take over, uh, especially Jalen Hurts. You think he's going to be the, the MVP of this game. Uh, he's going to take over, do what he has to do. Uh, as far as the the running game, it's, you know, Miles Sanders is banged up. Uh, I think Jordan Howard is banged up as well. Uh, so uh, I think, actually, yeah, Jordan Howard is also banged up. Kenneth Gainwell is banged up. So uh, the running game, I mean, Boston Scott's got to be an uh, option. I think with the the style that they run the ball, I think he's going to be a low end. I think he's going to be RB3 option with some RB2 upside. Uh, as far as the receivers, Devontae Smith, you, you never know which week he's really going to hit. Um, his doesn't really have a floor, but uh, I think he ends up with a, a, wide, a wide receiver three week. Uh, Dallas Goddard definitely start of the week potential here uh, on Washington side. Um, I'm not really looking to anyone except Antonio Gibson again. Uh, Terry McLaurin's got a really tough matchup on the perimeter and just don't really know who's going to be at quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Philly to cover, Philly to win. Um, Jalen Hurts has an opportunity here to be the overall QB1. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard should kill in this spot right here. He did it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Devontae Smith, I, I, I'm going to have him down as wide receiver, too. Uh, I think that, you know, he's been making some plays. Jalen Hurts has also been getting better as a passer, too. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, those two things kind of sync up. Uh, for Smith to have a nice day. Uh, Boston Scott, it's, it's like this is this time of year. Like he, yeah, like week 17, week 17 Boston Scott, you right. Like he owns <laughs> this. Nice. Like might as well <laughs> just call it Boston Scott week, bro. Like, <laughs> right, yo, now that I think about that, that's a great point. Oh man, it's time, man. So, you just need Greg Ward with him, but not this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows, man? Greg Ward, I mean, Greg Ward showed up a couple weeks ago. He might, man. <laughs> like, he really might. Yo, uh, I mean, yo, that was crazy. Uh, taking it back, <laughs> we really had Greg Ward as the start of the week. Like, <laughs> hey man, they, they both got it done. It was against the Giants, I remember. Yo, yeah. they, they got it done. They got it done. Uh, tough to on the Washington side. Yeah, it's tough to play anyone other than Antonio Gibson. But I do got a name for you, John, John Bates. Bates. <laughs> John Bates, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. He's in that. He's in that. Uh, that you know, Brevin Jordan kind of you know yeah. area. Yeah, like I, I'll take that shot on him. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup here. This is probably the matchup of the weekend, man. The the eleven and four Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Cincinnati to take on the nine and six Cincinnati Bengals. This game has a forty nine and a half point total, where the Kansas City Chiefs are five and a half point favorites. In terms of the weather, there's some rain expected in this game. In terms of injury, Cincinnati is doing okay. Uh, on this Kansas City side, though, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was a DMP with a shoulder injury, likely to miss this week. Uh, Travis Kelsey was activated off the COVID list. Uh, in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover. going to take Kansas City to win the game. Uh, on the Cincinnati side, T. Higgins, definitely a wide receiver one in this matchup. Uh, Joe Burrow, a, a QB1 for sure. Uh, Joe Mixon, an RB1. Uh, and, but then Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, I think they, these guys are both wide receiver twos for sure. Um, I, I don't think you could say one has more upside than the other because I think that their upside is is probably the same at, or similar at this point. I mean, um, you know, Jamar Chase probably getting more air yards, so I, I take it back. I say Chase probably has slightly more upside. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, high-end QB1. Travis Kelsey has a great matchup. Uh, Tyreek Hill 
also a wide receiver one. You know, he was he talked about how he felt exhausted after dealing with COVID and 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 playing in in the, his first game back. So um, you know, expect a better Tyreek in, in in you know a week removed. Uh, as Byron Pringle, he's in wide receiver three territory. I think I think he's earned that right. Um, you know, they've been look. I don't know why they don't just play him as the number two receiver. Like they've been, they constantly search for yeah. one. And every yeah. time they give Byron Pringle opportunities, he makes, he comes through, he yeah. makes plays, but then they send him right back to the bench. So I don't yeah. get it. Uh, but at running back, uh, it should be a committee of Williams and Gore. I probably will lean more Gore or more Williams here ra- rather uh, because of the, you know, the potential high scoring pace of this of, and pace of play of this game here. Uh, and Williams does get involved as a pass catcher. So, uh, but Gore definitely is an, an opportunity uh, for, some, you know, we'll have an opportunity on the goal line though, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Bengals cover and the Chiefs to win. Uh, on the Cincy side, uh, Joe Barrow, I think he's definitely low in, low in QB1 in this matchup. Um, you know, Kansas City has been pretty great on the perimeter this year. Uh, so I don't think all the receivers we eat, but I think the one that's safest is Higgins, uh, then Chase, and then Boyd, I think, is my rankings. Uh, Higgins being a wide receiver one, low wide receiver one. Chase and Boyd being in that, that low end wide receiver two category. Uh, CG Zama can be also used as a, uh, you know, streaming tight end as well in this matchup. Joe Mixon, RB1, uh, got a lot of stars in this matchup. On the, the Chiefs side, Patty playing extremely well last couple weeks. Uh, you got to play him as, you know, a QB1, of course. No Clyde. So Darrow is the starting running back. He gets the volume we want to see a, a workhorse get. So I think I, I like Darrow Williams here uh, as, you know, high in RB2 with some RB1 upside, especially with the points to be had. Um, and as far as the receivers, you know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, um, yeah, until they solidify the number two receiver, I don't. That's the only two pass catchers I'm looking at. Yeah, no, it's definitely safe. The safe route to go in championship week. Um, moving on to the next matchup here, we've got the two and thirteen Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to New England to take on the nine and six New England Patriots. This game has a forty-one and a half point total. The New England Patriots are 15 and a half point favorites. There's a 63% chance of rain in this game. Surprise, surprise. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy was DMP with the hip injury. A bunch of guys on Jacksonville have been added to the COVID-19 list. In New England, uh, everyone, uh, like literally everybody in the state of New England is questionable uh, on the the injury report. Ramondre Stevenson was recently activated from the COVID-19 list. Greg, where are you going with this matchup? I'm expecting short and sweet, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah, I'm going to take the over because I think the Patriots will get it themselves. But I'm going to take the pass to cover, pass to win. Uh, the Pats are going to, yeah, on Jacksonville side, I you know, I'm going to talk about them first because there's nothing to talk about. Uh, no James Robinson. Uh, you know, I did mention Dari Ogumawale in the waiver wire pod, but it's against the Pats. Tough matchup. So if you're really desperate, that's the only you know, you got to play the option. But on in, on the pass side, you know, I think Mac Jones is even player as a high in QB2. Damian Harris, the running game should destroy. Uh, definitely has RB1, you know, start of the week potential here as well. Uh, and as far as the receivers, uh, Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers are both in that low and wide receiver three category. I always get Bourne the slight upside talent because um, he, he can get in the end zone. Yeah, um... I'm I'm totally with you on the game, taking the over, taking New England to cover, taking New England to win. Um, yeah, like 
I just have like New England could score the forty points by themselves. Yeah, off a loss. Oh man. You yeah, got... off two two straight losses. <laughs> Ooh, at home. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like <laughs> in the rain. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, I'm staying away from Jacksonville. I mean, Darwin and Gubawale makes makes sense if you're looking for some cheap volume at running back, uh, especially in DFS leagues, because he, you know, he really will you know, probably walk out of there with 18, somewhere between 17 and, and 20 touches. Um, for me, though, on the New England side, it's really got to be the New England defense uh, and Damian Harris. Like, if I'm playing somebody and they got New England defense in their lineup. Yeah, like, it's over. You're going to lose. I'm really feeling nervous, yeah. bro, because this is those type of games. That projection part every day, too. Like It's that's like the... rookie quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. It's in the rain. Coming really off no two straight losses, like that New England defense is about to go off. So uh, New England defense, Damian Harris, and I think you know I'm really really confident just keeping it short and sweet there. Yeah. Moving on to this next matchup, man. This this is one. This is definitely an interesting matchup for sure. The eight and seven Miami Dolphins traveling to Tennessee to take on the eleven and four Tennessee Titans. This game has a forty six and a half point total, where the Miami Dolphins are three and a half point favorites. On terms in terms of injuries, a bunch of guys on the Miami side are are on the COVID nineteen list. Um, on the Tennessee side, Nick, Nick Westbrook, Akine, Julio Jones, uh, among many others as well, added to the COVID nineteen reserve list. Uh, in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. I'm going to take Miami to win though. Um, in terms of the Miami side, Jalen Waddle, he's a top ten option at wide receiver for me. Uh, I think I'm willing to be out on the rest of the Miami offense. Uh, I know, you know, two is your stream of the week. Uh, I definitely like that, especially if you're playing like DFS or if you're in a two quarterback league. I, I like going in on Tua, but, um, you know, I, I'm really confident in just saying like Jalen Waddle, I'll ride with you. And and because and, the, the running back situation is tough to decipher who who really is the guy we saw Duke Johnson. Uh, Philip Lindsay and Miles Gaskin all involved on on Monday night, so really don't want to take a shot on any of those guys. In terms of Tennessee, uh, it's probably a similar story there. Uh, AJ Brown, a wide receiver one, again not all that interested in the rest of the offense. I mean, you got a committee there in the backfield with Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard, and even Jeremy McNichols in on it. Like I I, I really don't want any any a part of it outside of AJ Brown. Although you do get a Ryan Tannehill revenge games, which kind of interesting, but again for fantasy, I want no parts. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Tennessee to cover and Tennessee to win. If there was a Thursday night game, this is like the matchup that it would be for sure. Like this type of this is a Thursday night type matchup. Uh, but I do like to uh um the week. I think yeah he he'll get it to a bunch of people, but the one that's gonna be most productive uh is definitely gonna be um. Uh, you know Jalen Waddle, so he's gonna be able to do what he has to do as a, I think a low end wide receiver one uh, in this matchup. Uh, as far as the Tennessee side, Ryan Tannehill is in a, in a revenge game. He's gonna get it to his guy AJ Brown. He's in a tough matchup, but I do think he still uh, gets into that also low end wide receiver one category just with the number of targets he's gonna get. Um, and yeah, the desperation plays. I mean Dante Foreman is gonna one of these running backs is gonna score a touchdown. So if you want to take the chance on trying to get one of them you you probably Dante Palmer probably be the best bet that's definitely true I mean he did have like a 40 something yard run called back on Thursday Night Football last week um 
that that caused me some pain and agony. But um, yeah, so it, it it is what it is there with the. I mean, you definitely could go and play one of those guys. It's just tough to call your yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. Um, moving on to this next game here. The 11 and 4 LA Rams travel to Baltimore to take on the 8 and 7 Baltimore Ravens. This game has a 46 and a half point total. The LA Rams are three and a half point favorites. There is some rain expected in this game. On the Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson, he's still dealing with this ankle injury. He was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. Still had a pronounced limp. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was struggling, man. <laughs> according to those that that were, you know, that were present. Uh, so it's tough to see how he could play this week, but at least him being out at practice is a good sign for his, you know, future return. Uh, Tyler Huntley expected to return to practice. Uh, that's the expectation from head coach John Harbaugh. So um, I would imagine that he walks back into uh, being the starting quarterback uh, if Lamar Jackson can't go. Uh, on the L.A. Rams side, Ernest Jones, the linebacker, and running back Daryl Henderson were both added to the injured reserve list. Cam Akers was removed from the injury report yesterday, uh, coming back from his Achilles tear. Which the yeah kudos to you Cam Akers bro because like that like yeah people thought that you wouldn't even be the same player and here you are you know practicing and getting ready to play in a game you know here in December after tearing your Achilles in July so that's awesome man uh, Andrew Whitworth was added to the COVID nineteen list um, Greg where are you at with this matchup here? Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I had Baltimore to cover. I was going to take Baltimore to win if Lamar's playing because I, I think he's just that special. But I did see video of that, that like his limb limping. At, he looks so – he does not look right. I don't think he'll have time to get to get right. But Tyler Huntley will, will you know, keep this game very competitive. So I'm going to take the Rams to win. Uh, on the Rams side, uh, Matthew Stafford definitely also has start of week potential. This man has a great matchup. Uh, better than last week's, the, the you know, over the last four weeks, Baltimore has just been the worst team uh, on the outside. So he's going to expose with his guys, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, um, and, you know, uh, Tyler Higby is going to get some opportunity here as well. Uh, Sony Michelle, he should still, I think, see to start um, to get the bulk of the carry. So I think he is in uh, RB2 category. Um, and on the Ravens side, Tyler Hundley, I think he's a QB1. Um, any any of these quarterbacks is gonna play for Baltimore, man. Just slide him in as a QB one. Uh, don't even think about it. Uh, Mark Andrews, top two option, top three option. You know he's gonna do what he has to do every week. Uh, it, the receivers is really tricky because they haven't been as consistent of late. Um, I think I've had to you know choose one. Uh, probably be, I guess Hollywood has the, the safest floor, but they're really all all three of them. You know. Hollywood, Sammy Watkins, and Bateman. I'm not really confident in starting any of them. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. I'm going to take the Rams to win. Uh, Mark Andrews, he's the tight end one potentially. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey has a great matchup, so he's probably the top the top option, but Mark Andrews is, is two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, with Huntley expected to be back, uh, I mean, this passing game is constantly in flux. It's hard to get a beat on who the yeah. who the top guy is. Never really. moving in my score. Like, you never know. Yeah, like, um, so if I had to pick one of these guys to play, it would be Hollywood. Um, you know, we did see in his last game with Huntley 
did get 14 targets, uh, I believe it was. So, you know, he he's definitely he's been turned into this like short, you know, yak receiver really. Uh, but you know, it makes for good. Uh, good volume and, and, and a good safe floor potentially even too. So if Huntley goes, I'm willing to, to play Hollywood. Um, but Cooper Cup on the Ram side, he is potentially the wide receiver one and, and what is a great matchup here. Uh, Matthew Matthew Stafford, you know, should redeem himself big time with, with this matchup here. Uh, Sony Michelle, I think, is an RB1 for sure with the, you know, the, the bevy of opportunities he should have. And then Odell Beckham Jr., I think, is a high-end wide receiver to play. Uh, I think Van Jefferson's even in play as well uh, with, with this phenomenal matchup on deck. Yeah, uh, you saw what Cincinnati did last week. All three receivers are on play for sure. Definitely. Uh, moving on to this next matchup, 4.05 p.m., the first of the 4 o'clock games, we've got the 7-8 and eight Denver Broncos traveling to Los Angeles to take on the 8-7 and seven la chargers this game has a 45 and a half point total where the chargers are five and a half point favorites in terms of injuries uh melvin gordon uh dealing with a hip and that thumb injury that's kept him limited um wouldn't expect that to keep him out javante williams he's limited with a knee injury again would not expect that to keep him out either teddy bridgewater has been a dmp uh, with that concussion, expected to miss this game, and, and Drew Locke would get a second straight start. Tim Patrick was added to the COVID-19 list. Um, on the Chargers side, a bunch of guys are on the COVID-19 list. Uh, and then Derwin James, according to, to head coach Brandon Staley, he's hopeful that they can get him back this week as he's dealing with a hamstring injury. In terms of this game here, I mean, Chargers are coming off an embarrassing loss to, to the Houston Texans it's a game that they should never lose. If they played a hundred times, they should win a hundred times. Um, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Uh, in terms of the Denver side, uh, Noah Fant is, you know, somebody who's popping up as could have a big day here for me. Uh, the Chargers, you know, have been weak against the tight end position and, and Noah Fant could definitely have, uh, you know, a big day here. Javante Williams, he's an RB1 option for sure. Um, and, and Melvin Gordon also in play. You know, we saw what Rex Burkhead did to this, to this, uh, you know, Chargers rush defense last week or, you know, lack of rush defense. And on the Chargers side, tough to trust Herbert this week. I, I honestly think, you know, if, if Trey Lance was to, to start, I'd probably lean Trey Lance over Justin Herbert, uh, and that's where you lock in Justin Herbert for like 30 plus fantasy points because I just said that. But um, you know, seriously, it's it's really tough to trust him. Um, you know, he's been so up and down, and with Championship Week being here, the the Denver Broncos are actually, uh, you know, a decent. Um, they they perform well against opposing quarterbacks. It's really tough to trust them. Uh, Eckler, he's an RB one option coming back from the COVID 19 list. Uh, Keenan Allen and and Mike Williams, they're both also equally tough to trust, uh, but I think you can trust. Uh, I think you, you kind of have to trust Keenan Allen this week. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Denver to cover, and I'm going to take Denver to win, only because the strengths of Denver is that run game. And, uh, again, Chargers have no rush defense right now. So on Denver's side, uh, I think Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are both in play. Javante, I agree with you, is RB1. Uh, I think he's going to you know, eat in this matchup, and they're just going to run it down uh, the Chargers' throw, as well as using the tight end, Noah Fan and Alberto, uh, both in play, um, to be, you know, to expose that. Because, you know, 
the, they don't really use their receivers. They rely on their run game and their, and their tight ends. Uh, and as far as the Chargers side, Eckler, he's back. RB1 for sure. Top 10 option easily. Uh, Keenan Allen, I, just because of the PPR, the reception he's going to get, he's got 96 on the year. I think you got to trust him to have the, the safer floor for sure. Um, and Jared Cook is a low-end tight end two. I mean, tight end two, maybe some tight end number one upside if he could get in the end zone. Yeah, I didn't even think about Jared Cook. Um, all right, moving on to the next 4:05 p.m. matchup. This game has a 44. Uh, well, the Houston Texans three and 12. Houston Texans travel to San Fran to take on the eight and seven San Francisco 49ers. This game has a 44 and a half point total, where the Niners are 12 and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, Houston is okay. Uh, San Fran, Jimmy G is dealing with that thumb injury. He's questionable. Elijah Mitchell was able to get a limited practice in, so he's questionable with that knee injury. And then Trey Sermon, the expectation is that he will be activated from injured reserve with that ankle uh, prior to Sunday's game. Um, Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? Well, we got to respect the Texans, yo. They four, they're 4 and 11, yo, because you know they got that double this week when they should have. Oh, my bad. 4 and yo, 11. Crazy, my yo. I mean, they must. Did I, did I, the Chargers are eight and seven, though, right? Okay. They, cool. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they are. Yeah, but right. I mean, you know, Houston shouldn't have got that win, uh, even for their draft stock too. Like, what they, what are they doing out here? Uh, but I'm gonna take the over, take Houston to cover. I would take San Fran to win. Um, on Houston side, uh, Brandon Cooks and you know Nico Collins do have good matchups on the outside. Um, but Brandon Cooks is. You know, of course, the safest option, uh, you know, one of the best sleepers of the year at the wide receiver position. Uh, continue to play him as a strong wide receiver three, but wide receiver two upside. Um, Rex Burkhead, I think he's going to continue to get the bulk of the carries. So he's in low RB2 category for me. Um, he's been hot, you know, especially with last last week's game against the Chargers. Uh, and as far as the San Fran side, um, Jimmy G, if he's able to go, is in a good spot. If Trey Lance is able to go, he's also in a good spot to so just monitor that situation there if if jimmy g was your main quarterback or in the two quarterback league you should definitely have trey lance on your roster hopefully uh as far as the running game jeff wilson jr rb2 for me option uh high and rb2 are option for me he has a rb1 upside especially if they get he gets touchdowns and then the goal line and as far as the receivers debo samuel's been, been monster this year uh, i think he should be one of the candidates for offense play of the year he's been just that elite this year, uh, continue to play him as a wide receiver one, RB one, whatever you want to call it. And George Kittle tied him an option. Yeah, I am uh, going to take the over here. I'm going to take Houston to cover. I'm going to take San Fran to win. Um, Brandon Cooks, yeah, he's in a really nice spot here coming back from the COVID list. So I definitely like him. Rex Burkhead, I think he's an RB three in the matchup here. Um, the matchup's not as good as it was last week. Um, but I think they'll still get there based on volume. In terms of the San Fran side, um, if this offense can become very different depending on who the quarterback True. is, right? True. So, like, if Jimmy G's in play, I think we just operate as we have been, right, where Debo Samuel's a wide receiver one. Uh, Ayuk is, like, a wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside, uh, maybe even more. And then, you know, George Kittle, you treat him as a tight end one. And then, you know, you lean on the running back here to be, you know, a solid RB2 high end, maybe even RB1 option. If Trey Lance is in a, on, if he's the starting quarterback, right, I still treat Debo as that wide receiver one, still treat Kittle as a tight end one. But I think you kind of 
you know, I, I, I would Ayuk would then be tough to trust. I would expect yeah, yeah. less from less from the run game. Uh, I'll probably downgrade those, you know, that running back, whoever it is, whether it's Wilson or Mitchell from an, you know, an RB two, one, an RB one or two to an RB two or three, just because we saw in Lance's first start, Elijah Mitchell had 63% of the running back rush share. And it was nine carries. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, it really just could shift this entire offense here if Lance does get the start. So be mindful of that. Uh, but other than that, I think it's, you know, intriguing game for sure. Yeah, definitely a good point there. Uh, moving on to the next matchup here, we've got the 10-5 and five Arizona Cardinals traveling to – weren't the Cardinals like 8-0 or some point or something like that? Yeah, they were – yeah. Now they they had a stretch of just bad football so far. Now Kyler Murray got hurt. Actually, they were winning with Colt McCoy, and they were still 8-0, and then they just started losing. Yeah. Um. The 10-5 and five Arizona Cardinals travel to Dallas to take on the 11-4 and four Dallas Cowboys. Another intriguing matchup here where the total is 51 points and a half. The Dallas Cowboys are five-point favorites. In terms of injuries uh, on the Arizona side, Zach Ertz is questionable with a hamstring. Uh, Chase Edmonds was a limited participant in practice with a back injury. So that is not ideal um, if you are the James Conner manager or the Chase Edmonds manager or just playing in finals in general, I would pick up, you know, Benjamin uh, as a, you know, a potential backup running back that might, that could be in line to, to get some playing time here. Uh, James Conner, he's a DMP with a heel. So uh, that was the same heel that kept him out of practice all week last week and kept him out of the most recent game. So uh, be mindful of, you know, what his status is approaching Sunday, but Dallas is, is okay on the injury front uh, in terms of the game here. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win uh, on the um, Arizona side. Uh, if Chase Edmonds goes, I love him in this spot this week. Uh, if he can get a backfield to himself all again, I think he's top five option potentially just with, for, with what he could do in the past game and, and in a high scoring game like this. Uh, Kyler, he's a he's a QB one. Um, you know, he's going to come out lower, you know, on the lower end just because of what Dallas has been able to do to opposing quarterbacks. But Kyler's Kyler, so he'll, he'll make things happen with his legs for sure. Uh, Christian Kirk, a wide receiver three. Um, Zach Ertz is a tight end one. Uh, he he just remember he kills Dallas, so I, this would be interesting to see what happens. You know, maybe he gets some goosebumps or something. Uh, on the Dallas side, Dak Prescott, quarterback one. Uh, I I love love absolutely love C.D. Lamb again this week. I think this this is the week, uh, not last week, this week. Uh, Amari Cooper, wide receiver two. Michael Gallup also wide receiver two in a great spot. Uh, Don Schultz, he's been on on one as of late. Probably gets a slight downgrade because of the matchup, uh, but I'm still willing to play him. Uh, and then, you know, Zeke Elliott, high-end RB2, while Tony Pollard, um, you know, an RB3 for me. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Arizona to cover, but I'm going to take Dallas to win. Uh, just think, yeah, the strength of Dallas' D-line will eventually win them this game. Uh, their D-line is the best in football right now. Uh, as far as the, the Cowboys, Dak, low and QB1, both quarterbacks are QB1s in this one. Um, Zeke, I think he's definitely a, a high in RB2. Um, as far as the receivers, it's, Lamb is set up for an uh, excellent week, and he's in an excellent spot here. So he has to come through in this week for fa- uh, fantasy managers and championship week. Uh, so I'm going to rank him as a wide receiver one, uh, ahead of Cooper, 
and also Gallup and Schultz are both going to get some some work uh, as the complimentary guys. Uh, Schultz is definitely be hot of late. And on the Arizona side, again, mentioned Kyler Murray being a QB1. Uh, if there's no James Conner, Chase Edmonds is going to to dominate, definitely get the, the opportunity here, uh, close to 20 touches. Um, so he's going to be in that RB1 category as well. And Christian Kirk is definitely wide receiver two, solid wide receiver two category. Been been you know doing well in, in relief of D Hop. Uh, Zach Ertz definitely got to trust him as a tight end one. Was muted, man. Uh, yeah, definitely. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got the five and ten Carolina Panthers traveling to. New Orleans to take on a 7-8 New Orleans Saints. This game has a 38.5 point total. That is low. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are 6.5 point favorites. Um, in terms of the, well, there's no weather concerns because this game is in a dome. But in terms of injuries, a bunch of guys on the Carolina side have been added to the COVID-19 list. Uh, New Orleans is hopeful that they can get Taysom Hill back. Uh, well, no, sorry. New Orleans does get Taysom Hill back. He was recently activated off the t- off the COVID-19 list. Um, so, Greg, where are you at with this game here? Now, this game is going to be quick for me, for sure. Got the under, Saints to cover, <laughs> Saints to win. I just want Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara in the entire game. Like, between the both teams, that's all I want in this matchup. I don't care. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all about that. This is a guy for you. Taysom Hill's back and Kamara. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton uh, is going back to the bench. Sam Darnold is going back to the starting lineup. Uh, I'm I'm with you on the game, taking the under, taking the Saints to cover, taking the Saints to win. Uh, I, on on the New Orleans side, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, that's it. I, I will throw out one name <laughs> on the Carolina side. It is DJ Moore, uh, just as a wide receiver three. Uh, he does have like a 28% target share. Let me fact check that. Yet 28% target share over his last three games. Uh, so he could be he could get you double digit PPR points if you need a safe if you need a you know an option within your flex to have some upside as well. But that's Word. it. Word. All right, <laughs> moving on <laughs> to the next matchup. Uh, we've got the two 12 and one Detroit Lions traveling to Seattle to take on the five and 10 Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 42 and a half point total where the Seattle Seahawks are seven point favorites in terms of the weather. There's an 82% chance of rain in this game as we record this. Uh, so check on that as we get closer to game time, but definitely looking like it's going to be, uh, rainy in Seattle there. Um, on the Detroit side in terms of injuries, Jared Goff, he's day-to-day with a knee injury. So, again, as I mentioned, we might get Tim Boyle uh, getting another start here. Uh, there are a few guys out on the COVID-19 list uh, for Detroit. But for Seattle, uh, they're mainly okay here. On the, In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Detroit to cover. I'm going to take Seattle to win. Um on the Detroit side, Amon Ross St. Brown got to close it out this week. Lead people to these <laughs> to these chips, man. Uh, but I'm curious what you do with the backfield this week because DeAndre Swift, he was removed from the injury report, uh, expected to go this week. Uh, so, you know, it's really tough to trust any of these guys, Craig Reynolds, Jamal Williams. Um, I, I think that I would play Swift in a pinch, but if I had better options – 
Like, would you go Michael Carter or DeAndre Swift? Oh, yeah, I go Carter. That's a yeah. that's pretty good that you have those two running backs for sure. But yeah, I'll go Carter. I don't, but I'm just somebody. Yeah, else. yeah, I go Carter for sure. Yeah, I would. I think I would go Carter as well. Um, on the Seattle side, willing to stay away from the Seattle offense with the exception of um, Rashad Penny, who's an RB two or three, uh, and Gerald Everett, who is in a really good spot against Detroit. Um, but the, yeah, that's really it for me. I'm gonna take the over. I'm take Seattle to cover. And Seattle to win. Um, as far as Detroit, yeah, you gotta you gotta continue to play Amon St. Brown even in the rain. I think he's still going to provide a safe floor, a wide receiver two floor. Um, so that's uh, where I'm at with him. And as far as Swift, I still leave him to be the best running back out of the three, but that will probably be in low end RB two category, like 25 to 30 range. I, but uh, you know. If he gets some, you know, catches out the backfield, he could fall into uh, RB2. So uh, we can see that there. And as far as the Seattle side, um, yeah, I'm down to maybe play Tyler Lockett. And that's Jared Everett as well, for sure. Yeah, are you are you in the Rashad Penny this week? Yes, I am. Yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely in Rashad Penny. He's getting good volume. He's been the most run, uh, productive running back in the Seattle backfield all year, pretty much, uh, other than uh, Chris Carson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Seattle's stubborn. They're going to keep running the ball every week. <laughs> oh, man, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Uh, moving on to the 7-8 and eight Minnesota Vikings traveling to Green Bay to take on a 12-3 and three Green Bay Packers. This game has a 47.5-point total where the Green Bay Packers are 6.5-point favorites in terms of weather. It's going to be cold. Like, it's going to be cold in Lambeau. So, you know, it's getting close to playoff time. (laughs) Yep. Um, You soon you're going to start seeing those thick breaths when the (laughs) players are uh, out there on the field. (laughs) Um, All right. So, in terms of the injuries here, Jair Alexander, we thought would be activated like three weeks ago, has finally been activated. He was a limited (laughs) participant. I hear broadcasters always saying, "Oh, when they get Jay Alexander back, when they get him back, like, yeah, that's true. He's been he's been like on the cusp for a long time now." We, I remember us saying he'd be back like three weeks ago. Like, oh yeah, he's, he could be back for this game. That was like three weeks ago, and the dude hasn't sure. been back. So uh, he was limited though with the shoulder injury. So still don't know if he's good to go, but he was activated. Um, Aaron Jones limited with the knee. Uh, Aaron Rodgers DMP with a toe. Mercedes Lewis. He's been added to the COVID-19 list among other other players as well. On the Minnesota side, Adam Thielen, he was added to injury reserve with an ankle injury. So Justin Jefferson continued to see 40-plus percent of the team targets. Uh, that's not a made-up number. He's actually, over the last three weeks, seeing 42 percent of the team targets. Uh, Harrison Smith, he's DMP with a foot and the shoulder. Um, Greg, what say you in this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take. Green Bay to cover, and I'm going to take Green Bay to win uh, at home. Uh, it's four degrees. Yeah, it's, it's set up for a, a nice game. And it's also in prime time, so you already know Kirk Cousins is definitely not going to come through for you uh, on the Minnesota side. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty serious. I'm not trusting Kirk Cousins in this matchup. Uh, and going with you know with the secondary with playing really well, and Jay Alexander might be back. That, that's give a buff for them. 
as far as the running game, Dalvin Cook, I think he's back and activated. So uh, I think you plug him in as a, a RB1. Um, Justin Jefferson, definitely top in uh, wide receiver one easily, uh, especially if you know Adam Thielen for the rest of the year as well. Uh, and KJ Osborne, I think, could slide in as a, you know, a wide receiver three category as the secondary guy. Uh, and as far as the uh, Packers, I don't know how this team, this offense is just so good and they really just get it done with two guys, man. It's crazy. Like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae are really the only two guys I, I want in this matchup uh, and really confident in uh, the running game. I know one of them are going to score a touchdown, but it's tough to really call who. I'm going to go with – it's getting cold. It's getting rough. So, I'm, I'm AJ Dillon's got some uh, – I think it's a good game for him in this one. Yeah, this game, this game definitely feels like it's got AJ Dillon. Yeah, yeah facts. <laughs> facts. Um, in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take actually take Minnesota to cover, but I will take Green Bay to win. I, do, I think we do get a close game here. Uh, Devontae. He's a top three option for sure at the wide receiver position. Aaron Rodgers at QB1. Uh, Aaron Jones, I do have him down as an RB1 just based on re- on usage in, in the last three weeks. But A.J. Dillon, like you said, I mean, this kind of just feels like he could steal a touchdown or two away from, from uh, you know, Aaron Jones. I will continue to roll Kirk Cousins out there as a top eight option this week. I, it is in prime time, which means he'll lose. Uh, but I've got him losing a close game here. Uh, going up against Aaron Rodgers. So um, still going to be top eight for me. Dalvin Cook, a top three running back for sure. And then Justin Jefferson, again, seeing 42% yeah. of the team targets that's over the last year. Like, <laughs> like, that's crazy. His video game numbers. You could lock my man in for 15, 15 plus targets this week, essentially. Uh, he's a top nine wide receiver option just based off that alone. And then KJ Osborne with. You know, Adam Thielen being out, he's definitely in wide receiver two territory for me this week. Um, moving on to the next matchup, the final matchup of week 17, the seven and eight Cleveland Browns traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the seven, seven and one Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has a 41 point total where the Cleveland Browns are three point road favorites in terms of injuries. Kareem Hunt was a DMP with an ankle. Pat Fryermuth on the Pittsburgh side has a chance to play this week after suffering his second concussion of the year. In terms of the game, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover. I'm going to take Cleveland to win the game. Uh, Nick Chubb, he's an RB1 for sure. I mean, this matchup is tailor-made for him. Um, you know, I've it makes me sad because I've got a team with Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb, and it's eliminated <laughs> from playoff contention. And so... Uh, that would have been really nice this week. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I know he 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 really caused me a lot of pain last week watching him drop 40-yard bombs down the field. Uh, but I think he's a wide receiver three option again this week. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, volume-based RB1. Uh, not used to really saying a volume-based RB1, but that's what he is in PPR leagues. Um Deontay Johnson, high-end wide receiver, too. That's pretty much going to be it for me on the Cleveland, on the uh, Pittsburgh side. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover and Cleveland to win. Uh, this game, I think, is going to be ugly. So, it's just, uh, I think I'm taking the under here on Pittsburgh side. I do agree with you with the Najee Harris thing. Yeah, definitely volume-based RB1. I mean, he still doesn't have 1,000 yards, and this man gets a lot of work, uh, a lot of production. So, um, as far as rushing, um, and as far as the receivers, Deontay Johnson, 
definitely wide receiver one. Got to scratch him in there. If Pat Murph can go, uh, I believe he's the low and tight end one option back to being that. Uh, and it's on the Cleveland side, um, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, and they, yeah, they need to focus more on him. Um, can't really trust the tight end as a matchup, even though one of them might come through. But uh, I'm gonna just stay safe. Don't don't get cute. Just go with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, and more Nick Chubb. Yeah, um, all right, well, that wraps up the games. So now it's money time. Starts in the week. Yes, Let's sir. go week 17 championship week, Greg. Need to hear that quarterback start of the week, brother. What do you got? Oh, yeah, you already know. Uh, Jalen Hurts, this is his money week. I, I figured it out he's definitely he just is used to struggling against the Giants. I think Washington, though, is like the opposite of that. He's going to go absolutely off in his first game against Washington. 296 passing yards, you know, two rushing touchdowns, three t- passing I mean, touchdowns total. This man went absolutely berserk in that game. I think he almost had a season high in uh, completion percentage as well. So he's going to go berserk against Washington football team. Yeah, this one, uh, this one kind of hurts because he was also my uh, quarterback start of the week here. Uh, you know. I, he's got number one quarterback on the week type yeah, of fields. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. For Jalen Hurts. This matchup is a juicy one, as juicy as one could imagine. We've, we've been targeting Washington all year, but the run they're on right now is tremendous, allowing more than 25 points per game to opposing quarterbacks over the last three games. The only team worse during that span is Baltimore. In their last two games, they've given up at least 27 points to starting quarterback, and that includes a game against Jalen Hurts. It would be poetic for you know for my breakout quarterback here in Jalen Hurts uh to be my start of the week in week 17 after being start of the week in week one uh it's gotta it's gonna feel awesome but I do also want I don't want to do this to the people I do want to also throw out Matthew Stafford there uh as a redemption start of the week there because I think the matchup here for him against Baltimore this week is is going to be absolutely phenomenal yeah I mean that secondary is just G League right now Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got there? I got to go with Ronald Jones uh, going against the New York Jets. First of all, the matchup is just too juicy to pass up. And he's starting running back in a, in a really good offense. I mean, 20 carries last week. Uh, great volume last week as well. Also had three targets. And so he's getting involved in the pass game a little bit. Uh, and I think he's going to do way better than the 3.25 yards per carry he got last week. I mean, Carolina's a really good rush defense. Still got the touchdown. He's going to get that. And more with a touchdown or two, uh, Ronald Jones is going to eat in this matchup. Yeah, definitely like that one. Uh, he was definitely in, in start of the week consideration. But then I saw this guy sitting here at the top of my rankings, and I said, I got to pull the trigger here. Sony Michelle. Uh, there's no Daryl Henderson. Cam Akers is back, but can't expect him to be his full self right away. Meanwhile, Baltimore is here on deck as one of seven teams allowing 26-plus fantasy points to opposing running backs in their last three games. Meanwhile, in his last four games, Sony Michelle is the RB12, averaging almost 16 point PPR points a game, seeing 25 opportunities per game. And this should be right in line with those. Uh, but I'm expecting a top six finish here for Sony. Yeah, gotta love it. He's been coming through money uh, in relief for Daryl Henderson. Definitely big time there. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do you got? Hey, man, I give credit when credit is due. Odell Beckham Jr. back on the radar uh, with the Rams, you know, going against Baltimore in that matchup. You mentioned Matthew Stafford is going to eat. He's going to get it to his main guys, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham. uh, And I think Van Jefferson 
you know, Baltimore is really bad, but they're especially bad on the perimeter. And that's where Odell's been playing most of the time, 80%. So he's going to be destroying this matchup. His snap percentage is over the 90s as far as last week. And when he does that, he's going to get close to 10 plus targets. I think it's going to be one of those special games for Odell. Yeah, I definitely like that one. Um, you know, I am I usually don't do this, but I'm going back-to-back wide receiver starts of the week. I'm going back-to-back start of the week in general. C.D. Lamb, uh, I think I was just a week early on C.D. Uh, <laughs> this right here is the week, uh, similar to Amon Ross St. Brown a couple of weeks ago. Lamb plays in the slot, and he should be able to eat up against this Cardinals defense and just be a yak monster here. Um, you know, again, against the Cardinals defense that just gives it up to wide receivers and gives up targets to wide receivers. Uh, over the last three weeks, Arizona gives up the most PPR points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, C.D. Lamb still leads this Dallas Cowboys team in target share over the last three weeks. So, uh, yeah, he, he's in a really nice spot, man, and should continue uh, to lead fantasy managers to a chip this week. Yeah. Definitely like that for sure. CD Lamb's got to come through, man. Got to. Greg, your tight end start of the week, man. What do you got? I'm going back to a well I've used a couple times. Dallas Goddard, he's my, you know, tied to my start of the week. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, uh, I think that's the main guy for him if he's going to be eating passing wise besides besides Devontae Smith, but just a little more consistent. Uh, over the last two to the last three weeks, he's gotten over 100 yards, uh, 135 in the season high, and one of them, uh, you know, didn't come through last week. But uh, I think he's going to have to bounce back again, just set up for, for the bounce back uh, where he gets a, another 100-yard day. Yeah, I like I like that one, man, for sure. Um, almost went there, but I was like, that's totally going to be a Greg start of the week right there because he did it two weeks ago when they play Washington. Uh, my tight end start of the week this week is going to be, I alluded to it before, Gerald Everett. Greg, your stream of the week here. Uh, over the last three weeks, Everett is the tight end eight in PPR points per game at 12 and a half points. Uh, now faces off against a Detroit defense that has been one to target with your tight ends. They allow 21.3 PPR points to the position. That's third over the last three weeks. That's 78.1% more than the league average tight end scores in the average matchup. Everett should be in for a really nice day here catching passes from Russell Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. So with all this being said, Greg, it is now time for to play some get money. Um, I feel like we should do an official score, but I, I feel like I'm up. But I don't know if that's like bi- like bias or even recency bias. But no, yeah, we definitely should check it out. Not sure. I have no idea, though. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Greg. So I think you get the first pick this week. Because I got the first pick last week. So what do you got? Uh, bet I'm going to take AB, wide receiver one, 8,500. Slot him in there. Yes, sir. I don't like you right now, sir. That's uh, <laughs> why I pick the way I do, yo. <laughs> you said what? That's why I pick the way I do, man. You know, I have to I have to make sure I get these players first. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, I'm going Cooper Cup. 10-2. But it's Word. worth it. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm going to match him up with Brady now. I'm going to take Tom Brady, 8,300, slide him in at the quarterback position. All right, well, I'm going to go with your running back start of the week (laughs) and Ronald Jones at 7K. All right. um, Bet. That means I have a little uh, quick upgrade real quick. I'm going to just take your running back start of the week and Sonny Michelle then, you know. 
you know, leverage that out, 7,100, because uh, Ronald Jones is just a little bit cheaper than that. So I just slid up a little bit. Had a little change okay. left. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to actually go with uh, my wide receiver star of the week in C.D. Lamb. Nice. Like that one there. I'm going to take Javante Williams, 6,100, going against the Chargers as my RB2. Okay. I'm going to take... I'm going to go Jalen Waddle for 7K. I'm going to take Damian Harris in my flex at 7,400. Going against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with. Sorry. I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay defense 4,900. Mm, I'm going to take the Indy. I'm going to take Indy defense at 3,900 in my defense. Um, Trying to decide which position I'd rather go cheaper at since you're forcing me to change my lineup a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, people. Uh, I'm going to actually go with uh, Dare Agumbawale. Wow. 5,500. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Odell Beckham, my wide receiver start of the week at 6,500. Wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take. Sorry, I've like completely switched my lineup. I'm taking Foster Moreau, my tight end, stream of the week, 5,200. I'm going to take Gabe Davis, 5,300 as my third wide receiver going against Atlanta. I'm going to take Devontae Smith as my, uh, well, in my flex, essentially, 6,100. And I'm going to take Gronk at my tight end, 6,700 going against Tampa. No, the Jets. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Trey Lance as Ooh. my quarterback, 6,400. There you go. All right. So, uh, Greg, why don't you read off your lineup for the people real quick? Uh, I got Tom Brady. 8,300 at my quarterback position going against the Jets. Sony Michelle, RB1, 7,100. Javante Williams, my RB2, 6,100. Antonio Brown at 8,500. 
uh, as my wide receiver one, Odell Beckham as my wide receiver two, 6,500. Gabe Davis, 5,300 uh, as my wide receiver three. Gronkowski at my tight end position. Man, it sounds like a all like 2010 team right here. Like if I had <laughs> Brady, Odell, AB, and Gronk. Uh, and Damian Harris at my flex at 7,400. And the Indianapolis Colts at 3,900 going against Vegas. Well, for me, I'm gonna. I got Trey Lance as my quarterback, 6,400. Uh, presuming he starts, and if he doesn't, I'm just gonna have to make a switch before the game. Uh, but my um, run, my first running back here is Darian Gubawale, 5,500. My second running back, Ronald Jones, 7,000. First wide receiver, Cooper Cup, 10,200. Jalen Waddle, uh, 7,000. Devontae Smith, 6,100. Uh, Foster Moreau. There's my tight end, 5,200. Uh, C.D. Lamb in my flex, uh, 7,200. And then Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, 4,900. There it is. There it is. You have it, you have it ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> what hopefully is not a, a winning lineup again uh, that's not entered for any money, as that happened to me last week. Um, but <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we will have – you all back here on Monday as we recap week se- recap week 17. Um, good luck to y'all in your fantasy finals this week. If you if your fantasy finals again playing week 18, don't worry, we will be here for you the following week, breaking down the action ahead of week 18. So uh, again, good luck this week. We'd we'd love to see you back next week. Have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. We are.